morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening and where you're listening. Regardless, thank you for listening. The show is NXT Talk. We talk all things NXT. We're hosts. I'm Boris, and I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Uh, just rough times for the black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow brand, buddy. Yep. It really is. We are the Buffalo Bills of the wrestling world. <laughs> Just taking L after L after L. But you know what? This was a halfway decent show. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yes. It, yeah, it was It was an improvement. Improvement-ish. <laughs> certain things. Um, so, on this week's episode, we are going to be talking, reviewing, analyzing NXT TV from August the 3rd. And we're going to be talking NXT UK on NXT UK Corner. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Big things happening in Toronto sports. We're going to touch about, uh, on that uh, in the BAM show later on in the week. Uh, we also have a retro review coming in that show. I'm excited. Royal Rumble 1993. One that's near and dear to my heart, Boris. Yep. And it was a listener request. So that's kind of cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm raring to go. A little inside baseball before the show. We switched roles this week, and I took the I took the copious amount of notes, and I'm going to be doing the uh, the play by play. I'm going to be the Michael Cole, and Boris is going to be my Pat McAfee for the brand. Yep, for the brand. Um, Yeah, it's just been a crazy week, uh, and 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 for the second week straight, I was not able to watch live, so I started a little later. And um, yeah, just we've been talking about switching up the roles for an episode uh, for shits and giggles, if anything else. But uh, yeah, so thanks for doing it. Um, means a lot. Uh, things have been insane on my end. Uh, for those of you who heard on uh, the midweek markout, it was a weekend of debauchery, but there was a lot of other stuff going on. Um, so, but yeah, nothing, nothing bad. It's just a lot. Yeah, man, a lot. Well, you know, like, life life gets in the way from time to time, but this is why it's a duo, brother. This is why it's a partnership. Yeah, I'm glad to pick up the slack sometimes. Like, like I was I was uh, interested to try it out. I have a newfound respect for what you do, note-wise, and uh, I think we're going to take it, you know, in a slightly different direction. You're more meticulous with the blow-by-blow. Blow. I'm going to be a little more big picture with the uh, match stuff, but I have 25 pages of handwritten notes that I hold right here. Old school, baby. Do not mess them up. <laughs> oh, no, I carefully uh, numbered, even highlighted to make sure I don't mess them up, in fact. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's awesome. Uh, what else What else is going on? Uh, yeah, we talked about BAM tomorrow. Oh, yeah, midweek markout. Uh, it was Mark and I this week. Um, the Smack Daddies, the SmackDown review. It's going to be one or both of Matt and I on yes, that show. With Brad, I believe. Yep. Um, and then hopefully Greg as well. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens scheduling wise. Um, but then next week, I believe that I am going to be filling in for Dan on what the I'm going to be an old fuck next week. Nice, Boris the mouth. I love it. <laughs> right on, brother. Yeah. So yeah. Do you want to just jump right into it? Ah, uh, well, uh, yeah, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. We don't, All right, we so. don't have to dilly-dally around any longer, my friend. Get situated here. 
Uh, oh, but there's one thing that we uh, haven't talked. Well, about there you yet, go. You see, you see. If you're gonna, if you're gonna lead the conversation, well, I didn't re- it was still your line. You know what I mean? But yes, so we do have to cover. Uh, as the young guns here at NXT talk, we're we're sick of star ratings. We're done with them, if you will. We like to change it up. A rating du jour. And uh, due to the final spot of this show, I believe we're gonna go full mounts out of five. This yep. week, Boris. Full horn dog mounts. <laughs> Full horn dogs out of five. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. NXT August 3rd, 2021. Starts with a recap of the three big feuds coming into uh, TakeOver 36, which are Dakota versus Raquel, Cole and O'Reilly, and of course, Joe and Cross. Um, the lover or lose her match, by God, by God. By God. Hit Row out to start uh, the show. Uh, top dollar looking like an absolute badass wearing that ski mask. You know what's actually hilarious? What's I have that? a ski mask just back there. Oh, oh my. Is it baby blue like that? No, it's actually neon green. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Not bad, not bad. Santos out with a uh, hammy jacket. Six out of ten on the Jason Agnew scale of jacket. Yeah, and very interesting uh, <laughs> leather pants. Yeah, definitely. An interesting I don't look. know how you can wrestle. In those. Yeah, it, it's tough to say. Well, Santos didn't do any wrestling. but no, uh, True. Yes. But yeah, anyway, so we're getting into a tag team match. Legado del Fantasma versus Top Dalla and Ashanti the Adonis. So yeah, uh, babyfaces jump the bell. Santos calms the troops down on the outside after the babyfaces beat the absolute shit out of them in the start. And this was a good little showcase for the babyfaces at the start. Uh, Ashanti takes control. Hits a nice DDT, plants, I believe it was Mendoza. Uh, precisely nobody in the CWC reacted to it, but you know what it got to me, Boris. Uh, top dollar tags in, doing his big guy things. Does that weird armbar thing where you grab the guy up by the uh, the armpit, stretches him up. Uh, similar to a Goldberg-type maneuver. It kind of looks like ice dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it, yeah, you know the move I'm talking about? Does, does it work for you, that one, Boris? Um, you know what? It does because he's a big guy. He know he can make it look menacing at least. At least it's an excuse for a big guy to stare in the camera and yeah, scream yep. big guy things. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, it's all baby faces until uh, Wild pulls the rope down as Ashanti hits it, and we go to a commercial break. Uh, we come back with the heels in control. Unfortunately, because it's Canada, we do not get picture in picture, so we're missing uh, spots all over the place. I do love Legato's uh, dive roll clothesline spot in the corner, similar to the New Day unicorn stomp. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that. Um, uh, the only thing there was the camera work was really off. Agree with that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, again, NXT's kind of in a weird place all over. Like it feels like there's cuts up and down the roster. Like, even the production people are being called up to the main roster. Exactly. Right <laughs> it's tough to say where everything's at. Anyway, there's another six spot in this match where uh, I believe it was Walking Wild goes for a shining wizard out of a sunset flip. Ashanti kind of like does a poor man's matrix by just laying down for the duck. Really like that. That leads to a tag. Top dollars come back. Basic but good, you know, big guy stuff. And as Top Dollar is running wild, Santos Escobar hits him in the back with a chair for the DQ finish at 10 minutes and 54 seconds, Boris. So your winners by disqualification, Hit Row, Ashanti, and Top Dalla. Yeah, this match did exactly what it needed to do. But I got to be honest, I was actually expecting more out of the match. I thought there would be more wrestling, especially considering three out of the four. I'm excluding Top Dalla, just in case he's 
He's very green. He's very rookie. I don't know how good or bad he is just yet. I'm liking what I'm seeing. He knows how to be a big guy, but I was expecting a lot more from the other three in yeah, this match. I, I think you're right on the money with that. I agree. But I will say, average match, awesome post-match angle. So quickly, they get... Uh, so Santos and the boys, having hit him with the chair, they really... Uh, they start working over uh, Swerve Scott specifically. They rip his grill out, Boris. Heel maneuver. Uh, beat the shit out of him. They're going to pilmanize his neck and uh, murder him live on television. Uh, Top Dollar comes in with the save. Uh, and I really uh, I really uh, appreciated this B-Fab actually hits Santos, I believe, in the back with yep, the chair. And then, yeah, and then everybody in Hit Row gets a chance to shine. And all four of them got a chance to actually respond to this beatdown. And they all stood tall together. I thought that was a really good move because you rarely see it in WWE. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, the company where they don't know how face is going to face. Uh, but the thing that I liked about this is the proverbial stealing of the grill. You know, yeah. that's the 2021 equivalent of the 1995 uh, stealing of Bret Hart's jacket. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, this is a group of Jean-Pierre Lafitte's, these uh, Legado del Pirates. Legado del Lafitte. Anyway, I really like this uh, post-match angle. I think it boosted the average wrestling match. So perhaps it's generous, but we're going to go three full mounts out of five for this one, Boris. 60% full mount percentage. Yep, I like that. It makes sense because, like like you said, I think the post-match uh, shenanigans, the post-match story, uh, you know, it, 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 it's adding to the overall story. Hence, therefore, you know, Talking about our three pillars of wrestling, uh, this one was a win. Exactly right, buddy. Exactly right. Okay, so uh, a Samoa Joe, William Regal promo. The security that worked for uh, Samoa Joe is now working against him, Boris. It is now security that has to keep him away from carrying cross. Uh, that was pretty clever. Anytime you see William Regal, even for 10 seconds, it is a treat. Little Ridge Holland recap. I thought this was pretty good. NXT's really great at recap videos and hype videos. More on this later. Here's something that didn't quite sit so well with me. Creepy Dexter Loomis promo. Scary music. He's drawing pictures of Indy Hartwell. If you didn't know the story coming in, and he's going to be the good guy in the end, this is quite... If you're watching a one-off episode, self-contained story, this was, this, was, this was pretty bad. Pretty weird and creepy. Yep. You know, I've been saying this for a long time. Like, like <laughs> Dexter Lewis has no reason to be the face in this. Yeah. Well, it's again, it's just because Indy is receptive to it, and she's driving the bus in a lot of ways. Yeah. They, this, this is, it's very, it's a fine line. It's a very, very fine line, yep. buddy. Unlike Max Caster's uh, intro that had to get cut from YouTube. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. There was no fine line there. <laughs> oh man, he is thirsty, Max Caster. At least in this one, it's a two-way thirst. You know what I mean? The Maskcaster MJF thing. It's more of a one-way thirst. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, moving on. Ikemen Hero Jiro versus Ridge Holland. Uh, Ikemen coming out. 7 out of 10 on the Agnew Jacket scale, I believe, today. Uh, Ridge Holland has some mean guy offense, Boris. He's got the headbutts. He's got the chin locks. He's got the uh, knees. Exploder suplex. Bunch of, like, basic moves like your snapmares and uh, power slams. Uh, he's got one move in specific that I thought was pretty uh, pretty interesting. He puts he puts his opponent on the ropes, a la Nigel McGuinness, shoves them off all uh, willy-nilly and brutal. And once they hit the floor, he does like a Baron Corbin style, like, like quick fancy run to the outside, 
gathers speed and pounces his opponent the fuck into the barricade. Yep. And Ikemejiro took an amazing bump for this. This looked incredible. This was by far the best and only notable thing in this match. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's almost as if they looked up and down the roster only to see who can sell the best. Yeah, and I'm not sure if Ekman is that man, but you know what? He did sell very, very well in this match for sure. Uh, so Ridge also busted out some Gangrel-esque double underhook belly-to-bellies. like that move. It's been a while since I saw a wrestler do that. Yep. Um, yeah, basically Ridge Holland wins with like an Emerald Flosion-ish thing. It was like a power slam kind of sat out of it in three minutes and 13 seconds. Wade Barrett called it the most impressive moment I've seen in NXT. No, it is not that. But it was a, it was a solid little squash. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a squash. We saw a lot of Ridge's uh, moves, offense, and whatnot. Uh, Eekman really didn't get any offense for the most no, part. Basically zero. Yeah. So, but you know. I guess it worked. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm basically right there with you. Like, kind of torn. Like, yeah, it was fine. So we're going to just go. It's pretty average squash. We're going to call it two and a half full mounts out of five. 50% full mount percentage on this. Not a technical marvel. Right guy won clearly in in an impressive fashion. Yep, exactly. Uh, Peter Dune picks up the mic afterwards. Pete Dunn promo. Doing some generic bad guy things. But you know what? I really think Pete Dunn has developed as a speaker. He gets his point across well. This wasn't anything interesting, but he did call out uh, Tommaso Ciampa by name again. And that's going to be a feud that continues. Yep. And I guess Rage Holland's uh, being, uh, being going to be courted by Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, that's good. Teach him how to wrestle. Get in there with Ciampa and Thatcher. Yep. All right, so we get a Frankie Monet, Jesse Camilla, Robert Stone promo. Frankie is not used to losing, and she directly blames Robert Stone for the loss last week. Uh, Robert Stone agrees in a huff. So this is fine. I like Frankie Monet a lot. Frankie Monet is just so good. Uh, she's ready to go on the main roster. She needs to be with uh, husband Drip Drip. <laughs> All right. Uh, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish hype video. Uh, it's pretty hilarious to call this a money match and then stick it in the middle of NXT TV. Yeah. You know, not even on a takeover. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> I don't know how much money you're generating at, at 9.05 on, on Wednesday. But this Also, how is Bobby Fish the face in this thing? Yeah, it's that's a rough one. You know, I, I well, I mean, like, by name, I suppose... But, like, even then, like, Roderick Strong shouldn't be booed, you know what I mean? He hasn't really done... Has the Diamond Mine done anything dastardly, really? Have they, like... They beat up, uh... uh, What's-his-face? The Cruiserweight Champion. Yeah, Kushida. That's it. The Time Splitter. Yeah. So, nah. I mean, yes, that's dastardly, but yeah, like, yeah. They've done so much worse, obviously. I agree with you, buddy. I don't really think... This is a very cold match, and it's just hilarious to call it a money match, but, you know, good effort on the hype video. All heart Trey Baxter hype video. Another, excuse me, good effort by the boys. Uh, Trey Baxter, impressive in his match against Kushida. Let's see some more of him in NXT. All right, number three, Roderick Strong versus Bobby Fish. This is it, man. This is, if you're like hard-hitting technical wrestling, you knew exactly what this match was going to be, and it delivered. Uh, Bobby Fish's new theme, the new most generic theme of all time this week, uh, Fish is apparently a kickboxing specialist now. Yep. 
Yep, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the story of this match was very clear. Anytime it devolved into a fist fight, into a striking battle, Bobby Fish would get the advantage. Anytime it went to more of a ground-based match, or if it just sped up with, like, high-impact wrestling moves, it would be Roderick Strong who got the advantage. So they told that story very, very well, both in the ring and, of course, on commentary. Beth Phoenix literally saying those words a couple times. Um, yeah, very, very much love this match. Uh, quote... Vic Joseph, this has lived up to the hard-hitting billing. Yep, couldn't couldn't have said it better myself, Vic. Yeah, yeah, so exactly what you wanted from Roderick Strong. He busts out the rock bottom backbreaker, the crazy uh, face buster out of the uh, suplex maneuver. He does the thing where he bounces off the ropes to and fro and hits his opponent 15 times in the face. And again, the story being uh, crisp the whole time. Uh, I'd like to finish. I, it, was, it was very, very straightforward. Roderick Strong uh, is behind Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is going to the top rope. Roddy just shoves him. Um, Bobby Fish, you know, he left his game, Boris. He's a striker. He can't be going to the top rope. Exactly. I liked it. I, I liked the ending overall, and dare I say the right person won. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, yeah, Roddy shoves uh, Fish. Fish comes back in, but Roddy hits him with a flying knee and the end of heartache, which is a suplex into a double knee backbreaker. Always looks deadly. This one, you know, it was it was fine. But, uh, yeah, so the uh, Roddy Strong wins in 11 minutes and 40 seconds. Boris, what did you think, buddy? I really like this match a lot. Like, this match, it gave us exactly what you were expecting it to give. Um, you know, it was a hard-hitting match. It was a fun match. They have chemistry. That much is clear. They're both good wrestlers. That much is clear. Um, and, you know, they, it, it, I, I can't say I was expecting any less. And I can't say I was expecting any more for a TV match. It was exactly what it needed to be. It was a Roderick Strong versus Bobby Fish TV match. But, you know, man, it was very, very good. Yep. Exactly. Like, scientific, hard-hitting, and the right guy won. Can't complain about it. We're going to go three and three-quarter full mounts out of five. B plus, 75%. Wrestling match here. Yep, seventy-five percent horn dog percentage. Seventy-five percent horn dog. All right. Uh, L.A. Knight Cameron Grimes promo. Apparently, they have a tag team match together. So I feel like we're missing a beat of this story here, right? Like, why on earth would someone book these two as a tag team? Why would they think that makes sense? Why would they think any outcome other than the one happened? Well, L.A. Knight set it up just to embarrass Cameron. Just to embarrass. That, Cameron? That's my. That's my side story. All right. Well, they could have at least explained that. But even then, that doesn't make the most amount of sense. But Boris, you know what? I will accept your side story, buddy. But anyway. uh, Why would they face the Grizzlies veterans of all teams, right? Well, I guess, unfortunately, they're at the same point on the card, which is at the very, very bottom. True. Right. But yeah, so LA Knight makes Cameron Grimes shine his shoes. Decent, but I'm ready for the blow off to this angle for sure. Yep, same here. And hopefully it happens at TakeOver. Yeah. Or the week after. Yeah, or like that be the big TV match that they promote after. Exactly right. I think that's the slot for it. But, I mean, we'll see. It definitely has to happen very soon. So, yeah, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight versus, as you said, Boris, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Good Grizzled Young Veteran promo on the way to the ring. Uh, I love this gimmick. I don't know what kind of role playing your game, game your. I don't know what kind of role playing game you are playing at the moment. Says Zach Gibson. Word, buddy. I agree. Nobody quite knows. Anyway, so match number four: GYV versus Grimes and uh, Knight. The self-sacrifice spot that the grizzled young veterans do, Boris, mm-hmm. where 
one opponent is being whipped into the rope and the other opponent lays across the corner to absorb the blow. Does that spot work for you, buddy? Is that not the most ridiculous spot in wrestling right now? Yeah, yeah, it is, but whatever. I, I, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that one bugs me. Uh, so, something about it. I love the GYV too, but that spot I just I just hate. You know, everyone has their spots. Anyway, GYV is very good. I feel bad for them. They need, my friend, a title run. They're very, very talented. Um, so LA Knight, basic wrestler, when he's in the ring with GYV, it's not really much. I, inevitably, of course, Cameron Grimes is going for the tag. LA Knight jumps off the apron, fucks him, leaves him alone. The the, core, the the following minute and 20 seconds, whatever was left in this match, where it was Cameron Grimes versus GYV, was phenomenal. It, it was awesome. It was, it was exactly what... Like, yeah, no, it was so good. In ring, the best two minutes of the show by a wide margin. Yeah, by far. By far. So, uh, very tough match to rate. Go ahead, buddy. Um, no, I was just going to say that this match overall, um, it wasn't great. Uh, you know, the, the, the story... Uh, outshone, 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 outshone. Yes, yeah, that, that's the word. You nailed Thank it. You. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, it, 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 it that word. Um, <laughs> the actual in ring of the match. So, but you know, it, it was kind of expected. Um, that's fine. Like whatever. I kind of like the after match shenanigans a little more than the match itself. To yeah, be same. Again, like the tale of two matches: L.A. Knight versus Grizzled Young Veterans, boring and nothing. Cameron Grimes versus Grizzled Young Veterans, great stuff. So the finish of this match: Grimes going uh, one versus two, running wild, doing his thing, does a tilt the world, but gets caught in a tombstone position. Of course, that is the setup for Ticket to Mayhem, Boris. One, two. And three, and your winners are the Grizzled Young Veterans. Yep, exactly. As, as expected. And again, that's fine. I was, you know, here's the thing with WWE booking. You never know when, you never know how, you never know why. But a small part of me thought Cameron Grimes was going to win. Yeah, I agree with that. I actually hoped he would too. But yeah, I kind of like what they did. In the post-match, which saw Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, come uh, hobbling out to the ring, uh, he looks... Young Cameron Grimes in the eyes who is sitting on the apron and you hear this on camera. He doesn't say it on microphone, but you do hear him say that, quote, I know you're a man of your word, Grimes, but you got to figure out a way to get out of this situation. And that is the thesis of what's going on with the storyline for the next couple of weeks. But yeah. So at this point, I look at the time that I think that two weeks ago they recorded NXT live and then they were pre-recorded. Two weeks worth of NXT. Yes, there was stuff that happened backstage that they obviously didn't show to the live crowd. Um, you know, the post-production stuff. But you can noticeably tell the crowd was exhausted by this oh, point. Oh, big time. Yeah, dead, dead crowd for this NXT. Yeah, there's a couple spots that they popped in the main event. But yeah, the crowd was asleep by mm -hmm. this point. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, typical WWE bullshit match with a bullshit storyline until the 90 seconds at the end, which was great. Phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. So I'm going to be generous and bump this up to three full mounts out of five. It's a 60% horn dog percentage, buddy. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. I like it. All right, uh, it's time for Dakota Kai's pre-taped digital short promo. This was incredible. Second best promo on the show and a very, very, very good promo. Great promo, I'd say. Yep, I like this a lot. Um, it, was, it was probably her best ever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely made the feud seem much better than it's been on television. Well... What's happened on TV? Nothing. Exactly right. But it made it seem like it was this big epic tale. And it, it, I definitely liked and appreciated more 
that Raquel uh, went from sidekick to like the, the you know yeah. the hero, and Dakota felt felt the sting of being the sidekick a little more. Yeah, exactly. I I really enjoy her explanation of everything. Um, yeah, explain. Yes, yeah. So Raquel says I plucked her out of obscurity, put her in the spotlight, and she selfishly stole that opportunity for me. Of course, ridiculous heel logic because Eo challenged Raquel specifically. I was known as Raquel's sidekick. I am no one's sidekick, says Dakota. Uh, if it wasn't for me, Raquel Gonzalez would be nothing and hits her with the classic mom line, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Great, 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 great stuff. And again, it made the story look so much better and more coherent than it has been. Question. Yes. Do you think Kai wins? There's a small chance I think she might win only because I do think Raquel's on her way to the main roster. She, she's fast-tracked. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that that's 100% but, what I think. Yeah, I have no faith in WWE to use Raquel well, mind you. And I kind of feel like if she was getting called up, she would have lost on SmackDown three times already. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I think there's a small chance. I would still say the favorite is probably Raquel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think they can do like they can milk it some more and and Dakota could even win like a fucky match on NXT TV or they could stretch it to another takeover. Right. All right. We'll we'll talk about this when we give our picks for NXT Takeover 36. Yeah, in a week or two. Yep. Yes, two sir. weeks. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, another away promo, Johnny and Candice. They've been the biggest matches in NXT. They've been the biggest stars in NXT history. And, of course, this match ranks right up there, which uh, debatable in my eyes, but you got to sell it, Boris. you got to sell it. And tonight, Johnny Gargano vows to end Index. Boy, I hate that nickname. Same here. All right. Joe Gacy promo. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Question. Or not question. <laughs> Comment. Yes, Comment. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Austin Theory. I miss Austin Theory oh, so much I already. Think, I think the way it might actually be, our fantasy book might come true where he just walked out. Because yeah. it's not like Indy's coming back, I don't think. I don't think so. I Unless, think this is it. Is Dexter joining the way? They kind of hinted at it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm just, uh, yeah, like I said, Austin Theory's been working dark matches on SmackDown, so, you know. It seems like Vince's type, although you never know. You, you know, never, know. never know. You never know. But, yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see if he really walked away. I do think this is kind of the end of this group as we knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Joe Gacy promo. Uh, this was exactly what you think it was. If you uh, if you didn't know Joe Gacy, you knew a little about a bit more about him. He is a big mean man, Boris, and he's here to win this tournament. Sure. Let's 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 allow him. <laughs> I I will allow him that chance. Uh, Adam Cole, his kayfabe injured. Uh, he has a neck compression, a spinal compression, and a quote neck. Injury. Hmm, injuries. That's what they call contract negotiations. Yes, he's out with contract negotiations. <laughs> but despite that, he will be here for a face-to-face next week despite numerous compressions. <laughs> I love it. Sure, why not? Again, I, I'm thinking, honestly, I'm thinking O'Reilly's going to be the heel. That's interesting. It depends what kind of crowd they get of the 100 NXT extras, the extras. Um, I really wish this takeover was going to be in front of some kind of live audience. Somewhere. Honestly, at this point, I'm fine with the smaller crowds. It's just it's just the fact that it's pretty like the 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 100 people in that setup is just yeah. not very conducive to a good show. I know what you're saying, but I, but just like watching AEW and then coming back to this show, of course, just but, for one night for the takeover, it would be it would have been nice. 
Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we're getting to that point with numbers, especially in the states that oh, yeah. WWE yeah. and AEW like touring. Um, you know, it's just like... Objectively, you're 100% right, yeah. man. I can't argue Unfortunately. with that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Can't argue with that, buddy. Uh, number Match number five on the night, Joe Gacy versus Trey Baxter. One awesome spot at the start I want to point out. Uh, Gacy catches a top rope, or no, sorry, a tope suicida from Trey Baxter. So Trey Baxter throws a tope suicida. Joe Gacy catches him into a bear hug, throws Trey Baxter into the ropes outside as he springboards back to him, elbows him in the fucking mush. Just an awesome spot. I really like that. that I was, really, really like that. That was very creative. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't seen that one before. Very, very interesting. Love that spot out of Joe Gacy. Wade Barrett putting over the tournament. Objectively, it's pretty hilarious that they talk so much game about this tournament. They talk about Cameron Grimes and all the stuff, but they can't tell you who won it last yeah, well, year. I don't remember. <laughs> I believe it was uh, Norman Smiley. No, that's terrible. That's a terrible joke. I mean, it's a, it's a joke to the shirt that they made. Just let me, move let me on. clarify. Just let me on. clarify that joke, Boris. Uh, Just move on. Fairly basic match here, Joe Gacy versus Trey Baxter. Uh, Gacy using his size and strength to lean on Baxter. That's a quote from uh, Beth Phoenix because that is the Vince McMahon style. Big man gonna lean, yeah. Boris. Man, the, even the commentators seemed off tonight. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was, you know, sometimes you have the fastball and sometimes you don't, man. Kind of like our show tonight. Hey, well, it's a learning experience <laughs> for everyone. That's fine. I think we're doing pretty well, I gotta Sorry. say. <laughs> no, it's fine, buddy. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the finish of this match was actually pretty dope. Uh, Baxter is on Gacy's back, uh, backpack style. Gacy does a cannonball into the corner with Baxter on his back, which was crazy. Sets him up for a superplex, but Baxter shoves Gacy off and hits a 450 foot stomp. 450 splash into a foot stomp for the 1-2-3 at 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Your winner is Trey Baxter. I thought this was a very, very average wrestling match with two spectacular spots. The finish and that uh, thing that Joe Gacy did on the outside. Yeah, I think this is the most average match out of all the breakout tournament matches so far. I'd say so. That's about fair. Yeah, this is very run-of-the-mill, very average. Again, I'll remember those two spots, but that's about it. Having said that, Baxter versus Odyssey Jones... That could be a good match. That's going to be very, very interesting. And I do think the booking of this was clever in that Trey Baxter just beat a bigger man, but now he's against the biggest man yep, in the tournament. Exactly. And I'm also very excited for Duke Hudson versus Carmelo Hayes. Yep. That's, yeah, the, the semifinals are going to be really good. Um, and, yeah, uh, I, yeah, Odyssey Jones versus Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. It's going to be a good one, man. That's yeah. going to be a good final. I think that's for sure our final. Yep. I bet if we went back to our first show in October, it was around this quality. Our show has improved over the past year. It's all I'm saying. I'm not we're saying fa- anything. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, buddy. It's true. Well, we're figuring it out, though. Uh, here's something that wasn't very good at all. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark go to the Ichiban restaurant. I will never make a joke about <laughs> A segment I want to see. Yeah, right? Because it happened, and boy, <laughs> boy, Boris... You caused this with your mind. You called this out a couple weeks ago, and then it happened. Also, like, like why are these overly produced, crappy, edited um, segments making? How are they making it on TV? I didn't think. Yeah, I didn't think the editing was like terrible, terrible. But I know what you mean. It was. It's like it's noticeably a step down from the WWE quality, quote unquote. And it's just like the the humor is just like what. So like. EO goes to speak to the waitress, and of course she speaks 
completely fluent uh, Japanese, and the waitress responds. Zoe doesn't understand, so she says, Oh, I'll have what Hio's having. So Zoe can't work the chopsticks, and Zoe hates the food, and she's, you know, spinning up food into napkins yep. and throwing food all over the restaurant like an absolute maniac. Uh, she puts wasabi on her on her food and then eats some. But it's it's spicy, you see, Boris. Wasabi, it's spicy. God, we're so different, buddy. Culturally, right? Oh my God, what a story this is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like borderline, like almost no, like a pretty racist sketch, yeah. like out of the two thousands. They they didn't they could have handled it in a far more racist way. There has been far more racist things yeah. in professional wrestling, but this was a two thousand sketch. Don't yep. get us wrong. Yeah, like exactly. it had it had a little level of charm because EO's hilarious. The EO's. Uh, reaction to getting the bill and sticking Zoe with it was actually great because again Eo's a star and Zoe did okay with this cheesy material. This is objectively bad. Had a small amount of charm to it. Yep. This is straight out of WCW WWF 2000. Yeah, 100. percent And uh, this is not something that I would suggest you seek out to watch after the fact. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, take our word for it, guys. Yep. Take our word for it. Uh, Indy Hartwell promo. A lovelorn Indy, sadly. On one hand, family. On the other, true love, Boris. Indy and Dexter, true love. He's just misunderstood by God. <sighs> sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm over with this. Yeah, that story's not doing it for you anymore, eh? It never really was. No? I, 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 in the middle for a couple yeah, weeks, yeah. it kind of did a it little bit. It, it's no Otis and Mandy. That's for dang sure. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a, the the true romance story of our time, buddy. Hey, remember that Mandy Rose is on NXT? No. <laughs> what a waste of a talent. Hey, remember that MSK are tag team champs on NXT? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, what happened to MSK? I hope they're good. They weren't on this show at all for the last couple of weeks. Did they, they get a promo last week or the week before? Did they? Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. So, so anyway, the announcers are running down the uh, main event that we're about to see. And, oh, my God, it is Karrion Cross. Boris, he stands on the announce table, says, Samoa Joe, you can never control this place. You couldn't then. You couldn't now. Who provoked who? Joe comes out, tossing security guards around like no, bales on. of hay. Hold, hold, hold on. Sorry, go Karen ahead. Cross runs away like a little bitch. From Joe, tossing security guards around like a bale of hay. There, Joe runs out. Fair. Okay. No, did did Carrion leave or did Joe come? I think Joe... Like, Joe was on his way out. As Cross sees him, he runs like a little bitch. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Again, would you not run from Samoa Joe? I I respect that. You're Carrion Cross. You beat the four biggest stars in NXT. You've been, like, destroying the roster for 15 months. You're not going to hear any argument from me on this one. Dude. The only argument that I have is I don't think this would bug you at all had he not lost... And been treated like a shithead on Raw. I don't think you would have even noticed had an opt for that. Now, now, now. That doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> Here's the thing. I go back to something I said this morning. Yeah. How can I take Karrion Cross yes. serious on Tuesdays when he's a fucking... Sorry for all the swearing. I'm you today. Yeah, we're, we're potty-mouthed. It's a crutch. I apologize. This is my first day. Anyway, continue. Um, why, how, and why would I take Karrion Cross serious when he's being treated like a little goof on Mondays. It's an excellent point, man. I can't argue that at all. It has taken so much out of the main event of TakeOver. It's like it's like Vince McMahon wants TakeOver to fail on a Sunday. 
I agree with that. It's like it's like he's almost he's punished NXT. He's like decided they've lost to AEW. They've lost the quote war, and thus he's not even that he's punishing them, but that he's like sees no value, sees no use, and he's just gonna do whatever he wants whenever he wants because fuck him because like there's just he sees no value to them at all. Man, I think I think I think we're onto something with this. I think NXT might be in a little bit of trouble long term. We'll see, but mm, I don't know. Especially because yeah. it's never really been printing money, you know? We'll yeah. see. Well, well, we're here to the bitter end anyway, buddy. But yeah, so Karrion Cross standing on the table, calls out Samojo. Samojo comes out, looks in the camera while choking out a security guard, yelling, Cross, I'm coming for you, which was objectively badass and awesome. And sweating profusely. Profusely. I'm sweating pretty good right now, but I'm like a four out of ten on that Samojo scale. He was <laughs> dripping there, buddy. I felt sorry for this poor security guy extra that he's just <laughs> dripping on. Honestly, yeah, the drip factor, the Johnny Drip Drip was much worse than the choke, I bet. So that was great. Speaking of great, buddy, event center, Walter versus Elia. So I'm not even going to like recap this. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it justice. This 100% has to be put on social media. It will be put on social media, I'm sure. Go out of your way to see this. Yep. It was the best thing on NXT in a while, in a long time. I loved the little touch of having people talk about the match beforehand. It was like a, a little shout to the hardcores and to the European fans because there's a lot of Europeans in there as well. And I really, really liked that that wasn't the whole thing. They immediately went from that into a very, very well done, crisp, awesome UFC-style breakdown of this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go out of your way to see this. Nothing that we can say here will do this. Anyway. Exactly. It, this is probably going to be the second best uh, uh, segment of video produced by any wrestling company this week. Number one being the Everize promo from CW <laughs> Dark. I haven't even watched it yet. But you just know. I just know. In my heart of hearts. That's amazing. Uh for the brand. Yeah, no, but uh, in all seriousness, this is the best thing you're going to see in wrestling, I think, this week. And here's maybe. the thing. I hope I'm not overhyping it, but this was great. The best thing on NXT, Dude. at least in ages, man. Ages. Let's ages. be honest. How many people know Ilya Dragunov? Yeah, very few. How many people watch NXT UK? Let's be honest here. Not not very many. You maybe know or remember Walter because you've seen him a few times with Imperium yeah. against Champa, So you might know him. And, you know, if you know wrestling, you'll know Walter. But Ilya Dragunov. Unless you honestly watch NXT UK, you have no idea who he is. Exactly. He's, he's pretty low on the totem pole in terms of WWE wrestlers. But that's why these things are so important. Because, man, every you don't not every person who watches UFC, for example, knows every UFC fighter. If you watch a boxing fight for the first time in a couple of years, you might not even know either guy who's fighting. But that's why HBO does these things. That's why, there's, that's why these things exist. They're so effective when done properly. This was on the level of, like, the best of UFC, the best of, maybe not the best of HBO, like, 24-7 countdown specials. But this was WWE's version. And for a two, three-minute thing, they nailed it, killed it, knocked it out of the park. Yep. Exactly. I loved it. Main event time, buddy. Love her or lose her match. Uh, one funny moment at the start of this, Dexter Loomis does his move where he drop kicks a guy and then lays down on the mat and does the spooky eye crawl toward him. Beth Phoenix says, Gargano might be looking into the eyes of his son-in-law, which was just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and I don't think that's quite how it works, but we're, we're here for it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll accept it. 
So uh, another hilarious, wacky spot. Dexter goes under the ring, and then Indy Hartwell, who's down at ringside, she goes under the ring to chase after Dexter. But then Candice LeRae comes out, Boris, and by God, she pulls Indy Hartwell out of the ring, who is, of course, holding on to Dexter Lubis. Wackity schmackity new. But yeah, yep. just a lot, a lot of that kind of crazy shenanigans and tomfoolery Look, in this match. You're not going to get a technical masterpiece from Dexter Loomis. So in my opinion, the way that this match was laid out was exactly what it needed to be. I have right here, this was everything you expected it to be. Everything it needed to be, of course, my friend. Yes, uh, I did laugh at Johnny Gargano leaving the ring and looking Beth Phoenix in the eyes and saying, this is your fault, yelling at her directly. I thought that was hilarious. Lots of Indy looking sad in the background. Uh, lots of Dexter Loomis getting near falls early. And then, of course, Gargano getting the heat and getting some close calls of his own. There's a really good spot where Gargano has a... Uh, has the Gargano escape and uh, Dexter has to look at Indy and fight out of it, which he does. And then Loomis points to his elbow, going for a springboard elbow, much like Indy Hartwell's finisher. But of course, he misses that craziness all around, Boris. Yep. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot too. So the finish to this match, uh, Gargano actually kicks Dexter Loomis into Indy Hartwell. Indy falls off the apron. Dexter being the good, creepy bastard that he is. The the, the good-hearted, creepy man. Uh, he goes to check on Indy Hartwell, which is, of course, his downfall. Gargano hits the top... Uh, the, no, the, the tope one final beta. Sorry. Uh, that joke would have landed a lot better if I could read my own writing. It's a suicide dive DDT outside of the ring. The tope one final beta. Tope suicide DDT. Throws Dexter in, hits the one final beat, and wins one, two, three in about 13 minutes-ish, give or take. I uh, screwed up the timing on that one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, again, this match was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, Gargano and Loomis, they, they're good with the comedy. Yep. It works. Uh, you know, I like the fact that we didn't get full-on Johnny Takeover here. It was still, like, half the way, half, yeah. you know, serious. Johnny half and half. Johnny Arnold Palmer. I uh, One thing I did appreciate about this match was that Gargano won. I was really... Well, see, I'm torn on this one, Boris. I'm actually torn on this one. Because I do like that Gargano won. He's the more important wrestler to NXT. He is by far the better wrestler. He needs to be higher up on the card. Yep. He should have won this match. Also, though... Shouldn't love have won in the end? Isn't it, if if ever if ever you're gonna make the exception, you know what I mean? Shouldn't it be for Dude, the power of love? This is WWE for you. It's so classic <laughs> WWE. It's like Piggy James losing every match in the Piggy James yes, feud until exactly. the until the one that she wins. Like exactly until Royal Rumble. What was it? Two thousand nine. Anyway, man, yeah, so yet again, Love loses in the end in WWE. So I, this is... I know, but... Yes, go ahead. Love did eventually win. Sort of. So yeah, so after Gargano wins, and apparently for some reason, Dexter and Indy can't be together, and the way are climbing up the ramp, Indy turns around, looks at Dexter Loomis, and sprints into the ring, full mounting him, and they make out... Fairly aggressively as NXT TV goes off the air. Yeah, I liked it. It was hot. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So weird end. Weird, weird ending to NXT and a very very hard match to rate here. What do you think about it, buddy? Um, you know, here's the thing. I'm torn. It was an average match. Good story, and I'm compelled to see what happens next. Okay, good. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna counterpoint you slightly. I didn't really 
I, I'm talking myself out of the finish. I, I think it's, in a nutshell, it's kind of good that Gargano won. But really, you, this is the time that you make the exception. The exception. You know who should have won? Love should have won, Boris. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think this should have been the one that Dexter actually won. I think they tried to they tried to have their cake and eat it too here. They tried to get half pregnant with it, and they they robbed the 100 extras out of the moment that they should have had when Dexter. But they still had triumphant. the moment. Well, did they though? It was kind of a weird. They still I, had their moment. Eh, I don't know. They had their moment. All right, fair enough, buddy. I I don't know about this one though. So I, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go under the Mendoza line for this one. We're gonna go two. Uh, you know, flaming tackles out of five. It's a 40%. It's a slight fail. I just didn't quite, it didn't quite land for me. But you know what? They got to the right place at the end. I guess it's fine. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's for me, that's all that matters at the end of the day. But love should have won Man, in the end, love. Boris. Not the way, the love. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I am profusely sweating. But you know what? We got through it, buddy. It was a good job. Next time we do it, I'll be much better. No, no, no. You were fine. <laughs> It is time to talk about NXT UK and NXT UK Corner. Thank God we talk about this show because thank God we watch this show. I'm honestly so glad we started doing this because it is definitely saving us right now. It's definitely like the, my highlight of the NXT talk portion of the, of the wrestling watching week. I love NXT UK. This wasn't even the strongest show, no. but you know what? It's set up for next week. And God bless him. I'm excited for a Jordan Devlin match, buddy. I can't wait for it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. This so is excited. this might be the moment that I flip the switch on Jordan. I might actually be a Jordan Devlin fan. We're going to have to see. It's happening, though. I'm finally... It's not the point where I see him, I roll my eyes, and I'm like, oh, this friggin' clown, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it 100%. <laughs> All right, so Andy Shepard and Nigel McGuinness, welcome to fans at, at WWE NXT UK. We kick things off with a Irish ace match. Uh, Jordan Devlin versus Tristan Archer. I like this Tristan Archer. Uh, we've seen him before. He's a solid white meat kind of baby face. But you know what? Jordan Devlin, he's he's figuring this out. Yeah. He, That's uh, the one thing about NXT UK. NXT UK honestly feels like um, an indie promotion. Oh, like, yeah. Everyone's just like so cookie cutter. Not everyone. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. A but, lot of a lot of people, though, have that very generic, that very white bread look and feel. Yep. So Devlin reverses a GTS into a nasty headbutt. Devlin puts Archer away with his Devlin side for the pinfall victory. So your winner, Jordan Devlin. And he calls his finisher Devlin side, and I hate him again. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, no, he's my favorite wrestler, just because you hate him. Um, <laughs> but... Eh. Uh, how many uh, how many crumpets? How many supernovas would you give this match? Slightly above average. Good effort from the lads. We're gonna go three crumpets out of five. Sixty percent supernova percentage, yep. buddy. So after the match, Jordan Devlin was informed by GM Johnny Saint that A Kid wants a thirty-minute Iron Man match. Devlin informs Saint that A Kid's career will be on the line that night. He guarantees the former Heritage Cup champion um, he will never be the same again. Just when he says that, A-Kid hobbles out to the ring. Devlin tosses A-Kid's crutches. A-Kid stares into Devlin's eyes and pops his foot down. A-Kid is medically cleared. Huzzah! He takes it to Devlin, throwing him to the outside. A-Kid tells Devlin he looks forward to seeing the Irish ace fail in their 30-minute Ironman match that's scheduled next week, a.k.a. this Thursday. 
Yeah, this coming Thursday, a couple days from now. Yeah, man, I thought this was pretty good. I, I like that A-Kids fire, and I am very excited for this match. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, after this, uh, we see Afi Valkyrie and Ginny exchange some words. Hook it to my veins. <laughs> Anytime I mention Ginny, you should like, <laughs> see the look I give Matt. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, we see a hype package ahead of Walter versus Ilya Dragunov's match, match for the NXT UK Championship at NXT UK or NXT TakeOver 36. Yes. I, I'm so excited that they're doing that on that show. Again, God, if only there could be fans. I, I almost hope that we do get a third one in Europe sometime in front of more than 100 people. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, in the women's locker room, push comes to shove when all of the women argue over who should be the next contender for Miku Setamora's NXT UK Women's Championship. So I'm assuming there's going to be like a battle royal or something to happen. That'd be cool. They can do some kind of gauntlet type match. I agree with that. I think they already just did a gauntlet a few True. That's months a, yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember ago. that. Yeah, yeah. So. They did. They did. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe even a tournament. Who knows? But yeah, Miko sowing some, uh, you know, some disarray in the locker room. I love yep. it. Uh, Iffy Valkyrie versus Ginny with Joseph Connors, which I think. <laughs> well, no, you know, <laughs> you know, I liked it, buddy. No, I, uh, I, I don't know. This was a pretty average wrestling match, but I do think Ginny has something. I do. Well, both of these uh, ladies are very, very talented, man. They're, they're both good wrestlers, actually. So this was a very good match. Yeah. Um, so Joseph Connors climbs on the apron with another distraction. Valkyrie takes care of him. Valkyrie turns around and eats a big foot from Ginny. Ginny has clipped the wing of. Valkyrie and picks up the pinfall victory. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, with the wing clipper. Uh, I like this match. Uh, it was very good. I'm impressed with both of these ladies. Like I said, like you, you it, I don't know. You don't necessarily think that they're going to be this talented. Like all up and down the card. Tristan Archer is another one. You just see kind of a generic person. You don't know a lot about them. But they're actually like, there's a lot of talent in this NXT UK roster. Oh, yeah. I think both of these ladies have a future with a company that was fair and just in a real, like in a world that made any kind of sense, they could be called up. But yeah, they're probably stuck to NXT UK until they get fired in Unfortunately. 2024. Yep. Uh, two <laughs> other very talented people. People that would should would get more respect are Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey. Big hard hitting hosses, yep. Boris. Yep. Um, I wonder when this match is going to happen. Hopefully, it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, we've seen different uh, combinations of the, yep. of the two. We've seen we've seen them wrestle. Uh, well, they, I want like these two to continue their. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. The triple threat with uh, Elia was awesome. It was a really great match. I told you. Yeah. yeah. Um, backstage, a reporter catches A-Kid before he leaves the building. A-Kid looks to make history by winning the first ever 30-minute Iron Man match next week. And again, I love how realistic these backstage segments feel because it's like they're acknowledging the fact that there is a camera. Yeah, exactly. It's not an invisible ghost cameraman. It's, yeah, the, the, hey, camera, come over here. Like, hey, do you have any thoughts? Like, the cameraman will sometimes pose the question, or someone off camera will pose yeah, the question. Like the TMZ. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's, it's so much better than the floating uh, invisible cameraman. Yep. Um, then, speaking of, uh, you know, run-of-the-mill-looking wrestlers, we get Stevie Turner versus Aaliyah James. Yeah, not. I mean, not a lot to this one. This was this was your pretty run of the mill standard average. I think it was a step below the previous two matches that we saw. Yeah. Um. Before we move forward, Ginny uh, versus Afi Valkyrie. 
How many crumpets would you give it? Oh, yeah, another three crumpets, similar to the opener. I have maybe slightly better, but on that same level. We're going to go three crumpets out of five, 60% supernova percentage. Yep. And then the Stevie Turner versus Aaliyah James match again. Very, it was what it was. Uh, Turner turns the tables with a rope-assisted flatliner to maintain her undefeated streak. Yeah, so Turner looked good, but yeah, it's a pretty average match. Uh, we're going to go two and a half crumpets on this one. 50% on the Mendoza line. Yep. Uh, UK Performance Center, Jack Stars, and Dave Mastiff are practicing. Uh, they will join forces and be a tag team very soon. Have we seen the Dave Mastiff versus Tyler Bate cup match yet? That's the Heritage Cup match I want to see. I know, right? Yeah. That would be good. Uh, next week, Blair Davenport will be in action, and then the 30-minute Ironman match. Sweet. Those are the only two things we need on the show. I'll take it. Yep. Do you think that... How long is it going to be until Will Ospreay shows up here on NXT UK? Um, a 18 year. months? A, a year? year? Yeah, a year to 18 that. months. Yeah, yeah. At the very least. Um, and then the main event. Must, Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven versus Symbiosis, Primate, and T-Bone with Eddie Dennis. Yeah, so this was, uh, I'm liking Eddie Dennis. I'm liking the symbiosis. It's kind of a weird presentation, you know, kind of like a Mad Max-ish kind of thing almost going on with these guys. But uh, it's working for me. A retribution that kind of works? Yeah, exactly. It's like retribution, but not a complete joke from the get-go. Yep. Um, so Bate makes the tack to seven. Seven lands his seven stars lariat. Uh, goes for the cover, but no. Seven brings Bate back in again. Seven hoist primate up on his shoulders. Bate. Flies off the top with a diving knee strike. Seven then connects a burning hammer. Cover on Primate for the win. Mustache Mountain seal the deal with a pinfall victory. So your winners, Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain has like a real likability about them. They're such natural baby faces. Obviously Tyler Bate, but Trent Seven too. He's a very, very likable dude. He's so funny. Yeah. He's such a good comedic wrestler. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Like He's got great timing, both like in and out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then post-match, this is something I can get behind. NXT UK tag champs pretty deadly come out and greet Mustache Mountain after their hard-fought battle. Um, And I guess this is the setup to the uh, next program. I'm for it. I think it would look uh, pretty good on Tyler Bate to have the, the Heritage Cup and the tag team titles as well. I hope that's where they're going even for a month or two. But yeah, I'm excited for that match as well. Uh, NXT UK continuing to fire. Uh, the women's titles in a great place. Heritage Cup, great place. Tag team titles in a great place. And uh, obviously the big title, the men's title, is we're inarguably the best place it's ever been because we're about to get the rematch of the best match in NXT UK history, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So regardless of who wins that match, the UK championship is in good hands. I think so, my friend. So yeah, NXT UK continuing to slap the shit out of its American counterpart. Man, I feel like we should take a little longer to talk about this. Maybe we <laughs> should switch the order on this and do a full like blow-by-blow blow on UK and blast through the American one at the end. Mm, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how bad <laughs> NXT gets. All right. Um, but yeah, that's that's essentially the show. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can get a hold of us. You can find us on the social medias. You can specifically Twitter and the Instagram, and you can find us at NXT TLK Podcast. That's at NXT Talk Podcast. You can also email us. The email is show at nxtpodcast.com. That's show at nxttlkpodcast.com. Uh, ballergear.ca is your home for all of the SNME radio merch, including NXT Talk. 
thank you to everyone who's already purchased the shirt. It really means a lot. Or cup. Or whatever. Um, means a lot regardless. Um, if you're listening to this, that means you're, you're a patron. So, tomorrow, you will get a new episode of BAM. We're going to be talking some Jays. We're going to be talking some Raptors. We're going to be talking some... Uh, sports in general, and then we're going to be going into a retro review of Royal Rumble 1993 with a couple other stuff in the show. So that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, you have the old fucks all elite weekly that's going to be happening on Friday, uh, Saturday, the Smack Daddies featuring one or two of us from NXT Talk, uh, and then on Sunday, it's the main show, and then uh, yeah. We take it from there. All over the map, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. We love you, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.